You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everybody. Happy Monday to all of y'all out there. Welcome to the day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm so excited for this magnificent Monday today. I get to do a deep dive with Jared Barnes, and I'm so glad that he is here. The costume designer for The Wiz that's happening right now at Fifth Avenue Theater. But I got to tell y'all, I saw it last night, and I am going to be geeking out this entire episode because I'm telling you you guys got to go see the show. But of course, we'll get to all of that. It's the top of the show right now, so it's a great time to tag and share the stream. Go ahead tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on the day with Trey. If you can't watch us, we got you covered. You can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and the day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, you name it, like 200 plus platforms. Check us out over there. Thank y'all for sharing the stream and thank y'all for sharing the podcast. We appreciate all of y'all. Of course, this is also the Monday after what some love to call Thanksgiving. Others call it day of thanks. Others call it family day. I mean, whatever works for you. We just want to hope that all of y'all out there really had a great time with your families. Good meals. Don't eat too much as Def Chef told us last week. You know, right? Find the balance. Find a good balance. But you know, we want to send our love to all the families out there that were able to celebrate together. All of those who said, you know what, we're taking this day to be thankful, to be grateful for all the blessings in our lives. Shout out to all of y'all. Well, I'm really excited, y'all, because as I said, uh, Jared is in the building and he wears many hats and has many titles. But I want to welcome Jared to the Black Media Matter Studios in the day with Trey. What's up, Jared? Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, Glad to be here, definitely. Yeah, I'm so glad that you made it here. Before you head on out, uh, you've been here for a while. And yes. I, I mean, you got, you know, we're going to get to the whiz, but I was blown away. I just want to say thank you for bringing everything to this show. Tell us a bit about what got you started in fashion. So I grew up in a household where fashion was a staple, period. Um, from my father, who's a wonderful, dapper gentleman. My mother, who always went against the grain um, in reference to the way she presented herself with fashion. If anybody had it, she didn't want it. <laughs> and um, a grandmother that always instilled that when we went out, we looked our very best and she would put it all on herself. Um, so it was a thing that I just grew up into it. Um, one of my favorite aunts was actually a model as a child. So being around her, it's just it was almost like osmosis. Mm. So it's been with me since a child. And I can remember picking out my own stuff by the time I was four years old. Wow. So I was dressing myself and knowing what I wanted exactly to put on. And then having an adult say, what do you think should go with this? 
and I will be able to tell them at that age. So it's a thing. It's me. Oh my god! It's gosh. in the DNA. It's in the blood. I love that. First of all, <laughs> because you know we 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 understand everybody. I, I always love to ask that question because there's so many different unique ways that gets you into something that you love, oh, right? Yes. And being able to identify it at such a young age for you, I know that must have meant huge. You had a huge impact on your upbringing. Tell us a bit about how that flourished over time. So um, with what I did in my life, a lot of times it wasn't that I had a whole lot of clothes, but I had to be creative in the way that I wore them again. Um, being from the South and being from a suburban town, we had people from all income ranges and I was always around people that had a lot and people that didn't have anything at all. And I was somewhere there in the middle, but I wanted to make sure that I stood out. And when we would go get our school clothes, you know, you get a certain thing, a certain number for that year. And I was like, how do I make this look different every time mm. I put it on? So it became a, um, a, a bit of a challenge, but more so like a treasure to find that new look, that new thing out of something that was already there. Yeah, I, I live by this to this day, right? Where, uh, so many people are like, dang, we never see you wear the same thing. And I'm like, well, it's 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 like a thing. I'm on TV <laughs> Monday through Friday, right? I got to be creative. Yes. Uh, my kids know, and, and my, my oldest son, bless his heart, he's like, mom, you know, yes. your clothes are out of control, but at least they're organized. Yes. And so they're color coded, very organized. But but I realized that for me, it wasn't just about having a lot of pieces, but it's something that you said earlier that really strikes me. And that's having things that no one else really has, you yes. know, right. I, tr I look for things that I am, am not seeing everywhere. And that's really a staple. Um, and why, you know, then you can make it look like something else and make it look like something else, exactly. wear some different accessories and it's something else. Right. Exactly. And so I love that because I do that to this day. And so I live by that code. Um, as you started to, you know, get into the fashion industry, we know that that's a whole other topic. So now you have a good basis for, you know, knowing that you love this. How did you like actually break into the industry itself? So um, for me, going to school, North Carolina Central University was where I started my formal education outside of high school. Um, I knew there was three things before going to school that I could do. One was music, one was fashion, and one was culinary. Mm -hmm. So um, I got to North Carolina Central University and my first major there was music education. No one told me that the first semester was 20 hours, plus requirements to be in band, the chorus, and whatever the music department was putting on. So um, I did that, but it actually began to take away from my joy of music. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me try my second thing, which was fashion went into it, instant click. And so um, I had an advisor, her name was Dr. Jones. And she was like, baby, you can go to a fashion school. This is gonna set you up to teach home ec or work as somebody in a textile factory or whatever. Mm -hmm. You have a gift, go to a fashion school. So I did that and I ended up going to Balder College in Atlanta. And oddly enough, Upon completing school, I went back home to North Carolina and I was working in everything except for fashion, mm. um, finances, customer service, those type of things, but never what I wanted to do and what I had a knack for. So um, after a few years, 
10 to be exact, I decided to go back to Atlanta because I was given a heads up on a TV show that needed a tailor. So I was like, oh, I can go down there and do that. And that will be the thing. And it fell through. But um, ingenuity and determination and those type of things were forefront in my life always. So I was like, I got to make this work. I'm not going to go home a failure. So um, actually, I went to do an interview with a company, um, a touring company for a costume designer for them and ended up on stage. And that just was still a dream deferred. And in March of 2013, I just decided I'm going to do this full time. And I stepped out and one show after another, after another, after another, I'm here. And in between the shows, I will put out like many collections of fashion attire between actually my costume designing. So, um, and now I feel like I'm really reaping some of the fruits of my labor. The seeds that I sold early are now finally coming up. Mm, you know, this is one of those things for me that is uh, just the strength, the resilience of, you know, the passion that you have and allowing it to guide you. It's so beautiful to hear that. Um, and also, too, I think, you know, there, there's some folks that are like, oh, man, you know, you just got lucky, you know, right. But you're able to be here and say, no, look, this was determination. Oh, yes. This was me going after it for a very long time. Yes. And I, I think you're so right about that, that, you know, the seeds you plant, you know, you yes. reap those, who knows, it may take several seasons before they really come to fruition for you. But yes. it's really about determination. And I'm always telling somebody, particularly those in the creative field, whether it's yes. music, fashion, you know, acting, modeling, whatever the creative side, it's like you have got to want it so bad that any anytime you hear a no, you just know it's one less no that you're going to get until you get that yes. And it's just like this constant driving force yeah. of, you know, creativity. Uh, and so when you think about some of the shows that you got to do kind of early on, you know, how did those impact how you, you know, take on the jobs that you get now? Gotcha. Everything that I've done in my past has prepared me for where I am now. I didn't understand the problems that I had on, say, this particular movie that I may have worked on or the conflict that may have been over here or the contrast in this particular position. But I took the lessons that I learned all the way through um, and everything makes you better if you receive it as something to make you better. Um, I had the opportunity to work with some wonderful designers that gave me so much insight on what I could do better because it's always the best policy for me to come in teachable and learn from what is there or who is there so that you don't come in so arrogant or come in so boastful or come in so um, with such a nasty demeanor that nobody wants to work with you. Mm -hmm. When you present yourself as someone that people can work with, they go another mile versus the extra mile. They go another mile to make sure that you get what they have. Some of my best education has been at the feet of someone else. And just opening up my ears, opening up my spirit and being humble enough to take things that they're giving me 
um, and applying them later. So I'm so grateful that I did that because for the whiz, everything that I've learned along the way, I feel like I had to use for that project. Mm -hmm. See, this is exactly why I think it's so important that we be willing to still be learners in our professional capacity, right? The the fact that there are still things that we need to learn that are going to propel us and get us to the next level and get us to the next level. That's real. And it doesn't mean that, you know, because, because somebody used to say to me, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta also celebrate where you are. And it's like, it's a both end. Really. It is that I need to, celebrate where I am, but it doesn't mean that I need to get complacent where I am. Right. And so I love hearing that you've been able to pick up those lessons from others along the way. And honestly, that is so key in, in, in your yes. field, I'm sure, because there's so many different influences. And um, outside of the whiz, what are some of your influences? I know we're going to talk about, you know, your specific ones for that yes. show. But, you know, fashion is one of those things we were just talking about. Hey, the fashion yes. that's right here on this wall coming back around, yes. right? These kind of cycles that happens with fashion. But what are some of those, you know, staples for you when you think about, you know, pillars in how you approach the work? So for me, um, one thing is always the researching of the times before, um, such as when we have a wonderful display behind us of 1950s. You really can't get any sharper for the style of dress for men, for women, for just people all together. There was a particular carriage, as I call it, that um, you found in people, a way that they presented themselves, people leaving out the house, the hair was going to be done, shoes were going to be polished, suits were going to be steamed or pressed, shirts starts, the dresses were on point, no hemlines that were raggedy, no threads hanging. And those are the things that just really give me inspiration. I grew up um, in a very religious home. And so, of course, Sunday mornings. (laughs) And I'm not sure if you've experienced a Sunday morning in the South, (laughs) but a Sunday morning in the South is on another level. Um, One of my favorite people and bless his soul that he's no longer with us was Andre Leon Talley. And so the area that he was raised in was actually maybe an hour or so away from my hometown. And so the atmosphere and that energy was the same in my hometown as it was with him. And he has always made it known that his first experience with couture was seeing the church ladies. Mm. And it was very much the same for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, he also went to North Carolina Central University. So hearing about him when I went through the fashion program there, it was like, okay, yes, I'm, I'm connected to that. And that energy still goes with me. So I look at him as one of the pillars. And um, my life and my grandmother, she's one of my pillars. Um, and then I actually have a step grandmother um, from Thailand, and she was so fantastic behind the sewing machine. Wow. And she could do some things that I hadn't seen before and do it so quick. And it was just a lovely thing to be surrounded by that type of reinforcement 
for what I knew was on the inside of me. Wow. I, I mean, you know, I love it. I mean, when you're talking about Andre Leon Talley, oh, yes. like larger than life and everybody who knew him would talk about his personality shining through the fashion that he was exactly. creating and crafting. But it's so beautiful because you're absolutely right. I mean, just experiencing your work last night at the show, I could see these major influences when we talk about what couture really is. So I'm excited that we're going to yes. dive into that right after this short break. You guys stay tuned for this next part of the conversation. You do not want to miss it because I promise you when you go see the show at Fifth Avenue Theater, you will not be disappointed at all in any one of the costumes. So stay tuned after this short break, y'all. You're watching The Day with Trey. Habarigani. My name is Noni Irvin and I am the creator and founder of Canara Park Kids as well as the president of our sister nonprofit, Black Four Charities, a 501c3 fiscally sponsored by Shunpike. Together we are hosting the Kwanzaa Awards because it is important that we acknowledge and recognize the contributions and efforts of individuals and organizations who are showing us what the Kwanzaa principles look like throughout the year. The nomination window is open October 1st to November 30th. And yes, you can submit more than one nomination. Eligibility is simple. Individual award recipients must identify as Black, African-American, or Pan-African. And organization award recipients must be 100% Black-owned if for-profit or 100% Black-led if non-profit. Join us this holiday season at the Fifth Avenue Theater and feel the power of love overflowing with the Wiz. Filled with soaring soul and R&B songs, it's an effervescent explosion of music, dance, and magic your whole family will love. Ease on down the yellow brick road with Dorothy as she learns home isn't really where you live. It's who you love. The Wiz at the Fifth Avenue Theater, November 19th through December 23rd. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Will you marry me, baby? Yeah. Let's put this on you. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black love when we met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met. Coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm having an amazing discussion with Jared Barnes. He is the costume designer for The Wiz, but so much more, a fashion designer, a stylist, a tailor. Welcome back, Jared. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, you know, we were just talking a bit about some of your, you know, generalistic, uh, you know, inspirations yes. for your work. But I, I've been saying it throughout the show. But and I, and I told you, I was just blown away last night. Those costumes for the Wiz were like it took the story to another level and it really brought us all in. You know, recently you and I were on a panel together about yes. Afrofuturism and I just saw so many strong influences you know, throughout the costuming yes. for this show. Tell us a bit about the specific process you used to create some of those amazing costumes. Well, the first thing was um, through the conversation with the director, um, Kelly Water Foster, when I found out that the Wiz was going to be a female presenting Wiz, 
I was like, this is an opportunity to really put some of my strongest influences in entertainment and music on the stage. And also a chance to really celebrate black women. Because if you saw it, it was a celebration of black women, all shades, shapes and sizes. Every woman that came on the stage, I wanted her to experience her own beauty, but also the beauty that would be aesthetically pleasing to anyone looking at it. And there's something even more important, and that is the presence of Black beauty. There's a way that Black women do it that no other woman can. I don't care if it's someone that's in the village of Africa, she's going to find a way to twist some twine or some vines to even make a crown or a necklace, or they will sit there all day and hand beat something just so they can be ornate. And no one ever sees them Mm -hmm. except for the people in the village, but that's innate. Mm -hmm. And I had to put that on the stage. And so um, when I thought about what was going on, I was like, who are the women that really, really influence you the most. And so as I was going through the process, I was like, well, of course, I love Patti LaBelle. (laughs) I love Diana Ross. And um, as of a few years ago, I got introduced to the character of Queen Charlotte on Bridgerton. But being Mm -hmm. from North Carolina, where the Queen City is, I've heard of her before. And um, with the understanding that she is of African descent, she is part of our world. And so I wanted to reach back that far and pull her in, but also have um, people as modern as Erica Badu, mm-hmm. who I completely love. Mm-hmm. So when you see the show go on, you'll see these little cameos pretty much of these people. Um, one of the first we see is Pearl, mm-hmm. And who is that? <laughs> Erica Badu and all of her glory. And if you're hearing this, Erica, I love you so much. <laughs> Um, and then right after that, you get to the um, the city and you see the Tin Man, the Scarecrow. Of course, the Scarecrow is still reminiscent of Michael Jackson, yeah. but in my own way, um, with a little Jackson 5 influence to the look of him. And so then you go further along. But before I go that far, I want to stop and start with the first person, Dorothy. Mm-hmm. And... So often when we see presentations of Dorothy, whether it's the Wizard of Oz or the Wiz, it's this pretty little girl with the long hair and, uh, you know, just the little slim, beautiful and, you know, what the the industry considers beautiful. But I think about such greats like Countess Vaughn on 227. <laughs> I think about some of my cousins, you know, and many of them were biracial and their mother may not have known what to do exactly with their hair. So they had what I used to call the sugar bush. And so it's the little crop afro. And then there's some black women and black babies that don't really have the means to grow long hair. And I wanted to make sure that they were represented. I wanted to make sure that they saw that they are beautiful. No, you don't have to have the long pigtails. You can have an Afro and be just the cutest thing in the world. So I wanted to most definitely um, present that on the stage. So when you see Dorothy, Dorothy is, you know, she's not a tiny little skinny little baby. Not that those are, you know, unimportant. Those are too. But I really wanted to bring what looks like more of us than the least of us. And I wanted to present that because I want 
that child to come to the show and leave and say, oh, mommy, I'm cute. I can be like Dorothy. Yeah. And also when you go on through the story, you see the yellow brick road. When they come out, I wanted them to be so glamorous and look like everything that you would imagine from like Studio 54 to the 70s funk or solid gold. And when they came out, did you not see that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so evident. It was so evident. They twirled out there. (laughs) (laughs) And so then I got finally to where we see... um, the lion who, uh, well, the Tin Man, of course, and the Tin Man was phenomenal. Um, I couldn't have asked for any better. And then I really got to go in crazy with the lion. <laughs> so in this world of beautiful women and influences in the music industry, I had to pull out Nick Ashford and Barry White <laughs> and mix them together. And it's so evident now you see it, right? <laughs> Um, and I just wanted to give that soul to what we had. And so then it goes on. Then you see the Wiz, which reminiscent of Queen Charlotte and all the glory. Um, and then so you have um, who was next? Oh, Eveline. Yeah. And I had to put Patty on stage. Yeah. I had to put Patty on stage. Um, there's a um, clip of her that you might be able to find on social media or on YouTube, but she did a performance of a song called Acid Queen. Mm. And it was just so hard and raw and right in your face, but yet at the same time, beautiful. Um, so often Eveline is presented as somebody ugly, but that Eveline was not ugly right. at all. She was fabulous and she was there. Um, for me, it was a character analysis of finding the beauty of what somebody finds evil mm. and putting that there so we all could see it. And so as the story goes on, you see the influences of um, her as well as Diana Ross. Definitely. And so when Glenda comes out and you get to see that, <laughs> think about Central Park. In 1980s, in the red jumpsuit, in the rain. And it's just that. So I I got to give a history lesson throughout the Wiz. Mm -hmm. And it was more so letting people know we're not just getting fabulous. We've always been fabulous. There's always been someone that we can look at and look up to to find beauty because that's just who we are. When I look at my skin, I see all of the colors mixed together because that's how you get brown. You take some blue, you take some red, you take some yellow, and you mix those all together, it's gonna come out brown because brown is who we are. That's where everything starts. It's the earth, it's just the atmosphere, it's who we are, you know? And there's nothing to me that is more beautiful than to display that in all its glory. Well, I I, I promise you, you definitely did that thing. Thank I mean, you. every time, and it's so funny because you can tell just from the audience reaction, that's yes. one thing I love about going to a live show. Yes. Um, it's, it's so different than experiencing it on your own, but going to a live show and being around other people yes. and them just gasping every time somebody came out. I mean, you talking about <laughs> the, the, the yellow brick road and them babies came out and I was like, oh, Oh my God. I mean, the gold, I mean, pure gold on them was just fabulous. Every single node that you made mention of was clear and it really showed itself through. And I'm telling you, when Glenda the Good Witch came out, I said, if that is not Diana Ross, I mean, you could just 
feel yes. it. It was such a great uh, synergy between you and Kelly, who did oh the God. wigs. Oh my like, God. I mean, both of y'all together was, yes. it's just like a dynamic duo. I don't know if y'all knew each other. It felt like y'all had been forever friends and could talk to each other about everything because the, the styles of the wigs and then the connection of the costume was so pure. It was so beautiful to see both of those come together like that. Kelly and I, the first time we spoke was before the show started. And that conversation had to last probably an hour. And it was just like playing ping pong, but in a good way, because it was ideas. It was just bouncing back and forth. And I would say, this is where I want to go. And it was just like, boom, she had it. And so when I first got the opportunity to see the wigs in person, I was just floored. I cannot thank her enough because to me, it was just like the icing on the cake. It's exactly what I needed and it was exactly what I thought it would be. And for her to take my note from the very beginning, I said, I want to see black hair. I want to see us on the stage. I'm not looking for anything Eurocentric. I want us to be who we are and I want to see that. So that's why even with um, Queen Charlotte, which was the Wiz, you see this Eurocentric thing at the beginning, but what does she have at the end? His sister brought it on home. So I don't want to give too much away <laughs> so people can see it and be like, oh, okay, that's what you did? Yes, that's what we did. Um, we were able to present such a black show and such a beautiful black show. And I'm so glad to have worked with her. Um, she is the best wig designer that I work with. And I work with some really, really, really wonderful people in Atlanta. Um, but there was definitely a synergy with us yeah. that I cannot thank her enough for being there. But as you say, it was black and you got to see black hair. You saw locks on Atta Pearl. Who puts locks in the whiz? Yeah. You get to see the Jerry curl with the lion. That's like kind of like the little reverse as they used to call it back in the day with the little kind of um, Nick Ashford and Barry White type thing going on. But then you see the wonderful curls of Diana Ross with her hair. You see so many good things and somebody can look at themselves on that stage and see themselves. Mm -hmm. It's so real. And uh, I'll say that, you know, the, the thing that's really exciting for me was exactly what you're describing. It was us on stage. Yes. It really was. And it was a true testament too to the intentionality of the Fifth Avenue Theater to yes. saying, you know what, we know if we're going to do this, we got to do this show right, right? Yes. We got to give it the justice it deserves and it requires. It's like stepping it up a notch because there's something that can, can be said for starting with that level of intentionality yes. from the beginning, right? Who's directing? Yes. Who's doing costumes? Who's doing wigs? Who, yes. You have to have a a real firm grasp of yes. that and it comes from lived experience yes. and so this again for me is a, a real winner in my book for what the fifth has done by bringing all of y'all together I saw the influences of you know amazing amazing team behind yes. the scenes that really helped to bring this out for the audience and I promise you we were all enthralled with the story I mean it's a beloved story that many know yes. so well but it it 
it needed that level of excellence and yes. brilliance. And as you said, the glamour. And I just thank you so much because I was there with my sons and my, my oldest son's girlfriend. It was her first musical oh, she's wow. ever seen. So she was like, whoa. She was just like, the whole thing was good. They couldn't even tell me one part. <laughs> They're just like, all of it, you know, just yes. loved all of it. And that really was a testament to all of you guys coming together and yes. creating such a phenomenal show uh, for us all to experience. So, Jared, I thank you so much for thank bringing you. your brilliance here. And now you you got a fast friend in me. I got your number okay, that's <laughs> I'm it. Here because I love what what uh, to be able to celebrate us in what we wear. Yes. And I talk about it so much with my kids. I'm like, when y'all go out, y'all are really representing yes. the family, right? And in ways you step out is important and so I, I share that with them because they're just very like oh we're gonna wear sweats and it's fine oh, yes. I got sweats on today but I'm just saying how you how you wear those sweats yes. is a whole nother thing yes. so I talked to them about that the intentionality of going out and looking great and Definitely. it really does remind me of my grandmother right Definitely. I mean she was on it you talking about yes. Sundays up here it was no joke right we were crispy clean and greased up Almost and we, we had to come out right and and so I really want them to be able to experience that. Because some say up here in Seattle, we don't have enough of that, right? And I'm like, uh-uh, baby, we got it. You know what I mean? Because we got our Southern influences. Many of our, you know, elders came up here from exactly. the South. So we really have to still represent that 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 glamour, that that need for us to yes. do our thing. And so you did it phenomenally well. Thank you so much. It was amazing. Um, I got to give you time before we get out of here. Look right there at that camera. Let folks know if they need to hire you for the next show, please how do. they get connected to you <laughs> in styling, tailoring. Please let them know right now. So um, my name is Jared Barnes, um, J-A-R-R-O-D. And you can find me on Instagram, um, Jared's1977, or you can see me on Facebook, Jared Barnes or Jared Shug Barnes. And um, I look forward to working with those that want to work and create good art. I'm here for that. That is my passion. That's my goal. And that's what I want to do. Ah, Jared, you are phenomenal. Thank, thank you, you so much for this opportunity. Well, absolutely. You know, thank you, because I know you're on a plane soon. I'm yes. so glad we were able to make it work with your schedule before you were out of here. Yes. Uh, thank you again for joining me today and for sharing your, your story you. and your excellence uh, with all of us. Thank you. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness, you guys. I'm going to wrap all of this up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. A world of wonder awaits at Pacific Northwest Ballet's The Nutcracker. Treat your loved ones to the Northwest's favorite holiday tradition at Seattle Center's McCall Hall. Tickets start at $27. Visit pnb.org. Will you marry me, baby? Yeah. yeah let's put this on you. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Trey Holiday. We're bringing back Black Love When We Met. That's right. We need something to warm all of our hearts and to elevate love once again in our communities. We want y'all to go to whereweconverge.com forward slash Black Love so y'all can nominate your favorite couple for the next rendition of this show with me as the host. Let me sit down and have them on my couch and share how their love can inspire us all. Make sure y'all go 
and get your nominations in today and be on the lookout for Black Love when we met coming at you on Converge Media very soon. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. Of course, I want to thank my guest, Jared Barnes, for being here. Such a phenomenal story. And I'm telling y'all, get your tickets today. I was just talking to my mom this morning. She's like, look, me and my homegirl are trying to go to one of the shows. I said, you will not be disappointed. And I'm telling y'all that, too. Um, this is a phenomenal show. And not just because it's The Wiz and it's a classic, but it's done so important impeccably well. The singing, the talent, the costumes, the wigs, the set design, everything comes together just right, y'all. And it's got such an amazing flair of our culture uh, that I'm, I just was, I was enamored last night. I really was. I walked away just being like, wow. So please get your tickets today uh, for The Wiz. You guys go check it out on fifthavenuetheater.com's website. I think it's fifthav.org, but just check it out, you guys, and get your tickets. I got to give Jared a huge thanks for not just being here on the day with Trey, but for really bringing his brilliance to this show. Because I promise you, we talked on the Afrofuturism panel about the need for resources to be in our creative department. So there aren't no cutting corners. He was able to really showcase what that looks like in this show. Shout out to the Fifth Avenue Theater for being so intentional to bring together a phenomenal team to make this show amazing. Uh, make sure you guys check him out too. He does custom pieces. I know I'm going to, uh, but I also want you guys to be inspired by his story. Y'all know I'm going to go there. Be inspired by what he shared, knowing since the age of four that he loved fashion and then taking it to another level and, you know, not being deterred by some no's or some things that fell through, but really saying, this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm here to bring. And I promise you, we're all the better for it. So I know will be all the better for the gifts that you're here to bring. Be a part of the solution, y'all, in any way that you feel the need to do. Uh, It comes from the heart and then it pushes out to the rest of us. So please be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. Well, for me, until tomorrow, y'all, at 11 a.m., peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.